Libraries, Museums, and Archives. I'm Catherine. I'm Courtney. And today we are going to be talking about burnout. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We kind of took an unplanned break last episode, so we know it's been four weeks. (laughs) We're sorry. Yeah. um, But I think that's partially because we've both been really busy and Mm -hmm. partially because we're both a little burnt out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. um, We were going to talk about something else today, but uh, I was in a three-hour presentation slash meeting today, and I started thinking about how, like, at least on my end, I just kept procrastinating recording because I was, like, really burnt out and just, like, not engaged, not feeling it, and I've been feeling that way for a little while. Yeah. No, I have been feeling, like, very similarly about Mm -hmm. just, you know, right now the last thing I want to do is talk about museums because it just, like... I don't know. We'll get into that later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to, like, preface this with something slightly specific to both of our fields. And I think, you know, a lot of fields. I What I wanted to say was that I think a lot of library and museum and archival work, uh, it's... I mean, we're not making all the money. No. <laughs> it's kind of a passion thing. Yeah, we're not in it for the money. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm not saying that this is the only field where that happens. I mean, mm-hmm. like, all of our friends are teachers, and yeah, I think we all talk a lot about how we're doing a lot of work with not very many resources, mm-hmm. and it's super easy to get burnt out. Yeah. Um, and it's a huge problem. I mean, at least for me, like, I, I, I'll think back and be like, I haven't been really thinking about my job for a week. You know, like, I haven't been trying to do anything new. I've just been doing my tasks, like, Mm -hmm. basically just hitting the mark that I hit and not trying to go above that, go beyond that. Because sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah, but I think that with something like this, like, at least for me, I don't know, you can tell me how you feel about this, but when I was thinking about this, I started thinking about how much guilt is involved in that, because, yeah, like, it's, since it's such a passion project, sort of, um, and your career, you start thinking, like, why am I so burnt out? Like, this is the thing that I love the most. Mm -hmm. I should be happy. There's always more that needs to be done. Yeah, and, and, like, you're doing this in service for someone else, but... Yeah. um, That's a very easy mindset to get into, and it's kind of my default mindset is guilty (laughs) that I'm not doing enough. Well, we were both raised Catholic. (laughs) Um, Happy Lent, you guys. (laughs) No, but really, like, and I think that part of it is that you start feeling guilty and you don't want to talk about it because, first of all, you don't want to admit that you're burnt out to anyone because mm-hmm. you think that they'll think less of you because you should be so happy or, like, I, I know that your situation is different. We can, I think we should just get into it. Like, let's okay. let's talk about why we're so burnt out. Yeah. You want to start? Sure. Um, so I graduated in May of 2016 and have been looking for a job kind of on and off since February of 2016, Mm -hmm. but really seriously since July of 2016, because that's when I finished my thesis. I still haven't found anything. Yeah. Like, nothing. I'm applying for retail jobs. I'm applying for... I'm just... I'm looking for anything. And I've gotten three interviews and got rejected for all those jobs. One of the interviews I was so excited about, it was in D.C., it was at the Kennedy Center, and I got a second interview, and, like, I don't, 
I don't regret, like, applying for that job because I got to, like, go out to D.C. and I got to go to the Hirshhorn and that was really fun. Um, but it just is, like, exhausting to be looking every single day and hope that some, like, something works out. I don't know. I'm just, I, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. And then on top of that, I've been working on kind of individual projects. Mm -hmm. So I did um, my museum accessibility toolkit, which took a while to finish. And that finished in, I got the website published in February. Mm -hmm. And so I just like a combination of working on the toolkit and this podcast and um, job applications, job applications, looking for places to volunteer. Like it's just, it's a lot of energy. And I was talking to my mom today and I was telling her that we were recording this episode because we were both feeling a little burnt out. And I said, I feel guilty for saying that I'm burned out because I'm not in school. I'm not working. I'm not, but it, it's, a, it's a different type of, of, work. Yeah, and it's definitely, it takes a lot of mental energy. Like, first of all, I just want to say, we talk about this a lot, but, um, you apply for so many jobs. I apply for probably four jobs a week. Yeah, I've never seen someone, I, I don't know, like, when I was applying for jobs when I first moved here, I was definitely not that committed. Um, but the other thing that we talk about a lot, uh, is how much you want to work. Like, this is, Mm -hmm. this is a situation in which, like, you feel that you have a lot to offer, and you do. Like, I'll say that you have a lot to offer, so you don't have to say, because I know you don't want to. (laughs) That would make you very Um, uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, but you have so much to offer. I mean, you have your master's, you wrote a thesis, you've done this toolkit, like, and it's, it's just, like, it's enough. It's more than enough, so it's even more exhausting that it's not working out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really difficult. And it takes so much energy, and rejection feels awful, no matter what. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. (laughs) Not to, like, freak anyone out that is, like... Looking for jobs. Yeah, entering the job market, but it is... I mean, I think we all know that it's very difficult, and it's all about making connections, which is why, you know, I'm trying to do the volunteer thing and, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, for those of you who aren't me and don't know, Courtney's going to start volunteering oh, yeah. at, um, the Art Institute. Yeah, so. hopefully that'll be soon. Um, I'm going to just, you know, be at one of the help desks and yeah. help people find what they need to find and maybe do some orientation tours, which would be fun. Um, and then also I'm preparing for this conference at... UIC, University of Illinois at Chicago. Um, that's going to be in April. So that's also work that I'm just like kind of dreading because I haven't, we developed this, um, tour of a walking tour of, um, student protest sites on UIC's campus. And that we did that in spring of 2015. So two years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's just like that the project was a lot of work, but then like trying to remember everything and, like, figure out how I'm going to do things, because I wasn't leading a tour last time. Right. I just did, like, evaluation stuff, but this time I'm going to be leading the tour. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of things, irons in the fire, is that the phrase? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. So it, it gets exhausting. Yeah, it does. And and it's hard, honestly, like, to do things uncompensated. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, that's part of the exhaustion. It's just like, I'm doing all this work. And I'm not being paid. And I'm not being paid for it. <laughs> and I just have to hope that it pays off. Right. Exactly. And and like you said, not to discourage anyone, but uh, these are fields where there are limited numbers of jobs and people yeah. stay in these jobs for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And um, funding is always a concern, mm-hmm. even more so now mm-hmm. um, that we have a budget that's being worked on nationally. <laughs> yeah, that's um, really scary. And, and we live in a state that's not doing terribly well financially. Either. No, there's so, no budget. Yeah, so, so it's, it's difficult. Um, and we want everyone to follow their dreams. Yes. <laughs> as cheesy as that is. <laughs> like, really, like, I, I don't think anyone should not go to grad school because they're scared of not getting a job if that's what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't regret going to grad Absolutely. school for museum studies. I just, because I, I know that something is going to work out, right. whether it's, you know, if, if I have to work in the museum gift shop for a little bit until something else opens up and get, get my foot in the door, that's fine. But, you know, it's just... Dealing with that reality sometimes is not fun because it's like I went to school and I know so much and I have so much that I, you know, wish that I could be doing and we kind of went off on a weird tangent. No, it's okay. It's just hard. No, it's hard because you just need that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy to get frustrated and tired. So that's why I'm drained. Yeah. Let's talk about you now. Oh, great. (laughs) I never do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I I've mentioned it before. I'm also in grad school uh, for library science. I'm only taking four hours a week, but I'm also working full time. Mm-hmm. And up until midway through this month, the past six months, one of my coworkers was out um, with like a really terrible injury, but uh, I'm her backup, so I was doing my job. And pretty much all, most, if not all, of her job. So, it wasn't and too not much... being compensated more for that. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably. Important she... to say. Yeah. She's obviously still on staff um, until two weeks, four weeks from now when she retires, which, like, terrible timing for her. I feel yeah. really bad for her. But um, it's really hard to think about, like, okay, cool, I just did all that. And now I'm going to start doing it again because they're like we have had positions vacant for months, so there's no way we're filling this position anytime soon. I'm thinking, and so it's easy to just kind of be like, okay, well I have extra work, and I have class tonight, and I you know it just like all the things pile up, and you don't really have time to sort of from my position is part like everyday copy cataloging and part like creating and um, maintaining like catalog maintenance projects. So I have a lot of it's just like getting creative, like, okay, how do I solve all the weird things that have been wrong with our data since like 1997? (laughs) But I've been doing that less, which is part of my job that I really like because I've had so much like cataloging work um, to do, which is, you know, it's part of my job um, and it's part of taking on uh, some extra tasks. But I feel like it's easy to, when things get really routine, 
and like kind of wrote it's hard to want to excel at it because like you're just cataloging book after book mm-hmm. or correcting call number after call number and it gets so difficult like i was once asked in an interview you know this is really repetitive work what do you do to re-engage so i think you and i are going to talk a little bit about like solutions if yeah. we want to get there mm-hmm. i mean i could talk all day about how tired i feel but i, just, I don't yeah, think that you, would be interesting no you you come home and you are just like, all right, I have to, I have to make dinner really quick, and then I have to go to class for a couple hours, and then, like, I just, I, I don't know how you do it. The same way that everyone else does. I, I have a lot of, like, you know, some of my coworkers are doing the same thing right now, going mm-hmm. to school and working, and, yeah, you know, like, I love being busy, but sometimes it gets overwhelming. And I think, yeah. you know, it gets overwhelming when it rains for three weeks. And you're just yeah. like, why? That too. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of factors that go into it. But um, I remember when I was asked that interview question, I was like, you know, it's always important to think about, like, the big picture and what the work you're doing really, like, means in, like, a larger way. Like, really recenter yourself around what the user, like, what it's all about. And, like, that's such a stupid answer. Like, it's the only answer you can give in an interview, but, like, mm-hmm. that's... I mean, it's kind of bullshit. Can we swear on the podcast? Have yeah. we ever sworn on the podcast? I don't think we have. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Glad I did that. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, but it's kind of bullshit, right? Yeah. But anyway, um, some of, like, I guess my, like, actual strategy for this, here's one that's not great, <laughs> and that's complaining. <laughs> But it helps. It's, it does help. And I don't think it's complaining. I think it's just getting things out. Right. Verbalizing it. I was thinking today about um, that episode of 30 Rock where Liz tells all of her problems to Kenneth and then Kenneth tells all of his problems to Jack. <laughs> um, but it's nice to have someone who is not signing your paycheck, preferably, um, and doesn't work with you, like, not to contribute to, like, a negative work environment. Like, somebody outside of work. To just, like, just be, like, really honest with about mm-hmm. how much it sucks, you know? No, but I feel like our roommates do that really well, well where mm-hmm. I feel like every day we're just like, how was your day? Like, what? And then... And, like, genuinely asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not just like, oh, how are you? Just like, yeah, tell me about your day. Mm-hmm. And give each other the opportunity to kind of yeah. vent some of that. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, like... or stress or whatever. Yeah, you're that person for me a lot. Oh. So, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but I think it's kind of also important to be honest with, um, you know, the people that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, like, there's a lot of guilt involved in it. But if you don't feel engaged with your work, like, that's not benefiting anyone. Right. To, like, keep that inside. I know for me, when someone's like, hey, can you take this on too? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just put it on my desk. Just leave it here. I've got this. I've got this. <laughs> oh, sure. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a couple months ago, my boss's boss sat me down and was like, how are you dealing with everything? Is there like anything anyone can help you with? Really? <laughs> and at that point, I hadn't really thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, no, everything's great. But then I was kind of like, you know, I'm sorry that I'm not getting as much like catalog maintenance done. I just feel like there's not as much time for that when I'm working on, like, this and this and also this. And she was like, that's fine. We understand that. 
And that was, like, great to hear. I felt less guilty after that. Yeah. You know? I feel like, I mean, I'm I'm not going to say across the board, like, everyone our age, but I feel like all of our friends, (laughs) we have had this discussion where we're like, there's so much that we need to do and, like, so much that we are doing and it's just, like, we just expect so much of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That it's nice to hear like, you, you don't have to do everything, and you right. don't have to do it right now. Right. Um, and I think that, like, with you, one of the things that you're good at is giving yourself breaks sometimes. Like, you don't ever give yourself... Okay, that's too personal for the podcast. We're not gonna... You can say it. No, like, you never give yourself a break, because you're just like, no, no, I could be doing... You know, I could have applied for six jobs this week, and I only applied for four. And, like, like you said, our friends are all very, like driven. Yeah, we, like, always need to be doing the most. <laughs> We're kind of extra. I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. But every once in a while, I'll come home and be like, how's your day, Courtney? And you'll be like, I did not open my computer. I did not apply for jobs. I was sick of it. And, like, that is so healthy. Yeah. It's so healthy to be able to be, like, to know when to say, like, no. Not today. Yeah. And I do sometimes need outside people telling me that that's okay. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's just something where I'm like, you know what? It's not worth me getting five more gray hairs because I do have like some. Okay. (laughs) Um, but it's not, it's not worth me stressing out Mm -hmm. over like making myself just uncomfortable and yeah, uh, it's just tense. Yeah, absolutely. I, you, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm like hunching my shoulders yeah. and just like crazy hand motions. It's a very but... physical reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, I think part of that is just like knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like one of the ways that I get back engaged is like I'm a really competitive person. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's noticed. Um, but I'll like, if something's kind of boring, I'm like, I bet I could do like 10 of these in one minute. <laughs> I bet I could like That's a good trick. <laughs> I know. I trick myself into like making it a game. <laughs> but yeah, just like knowing what works for you, I think is is part of it. Like if you're someone who really like operates on praise, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of like that sometimes. Like you need to kind of let people know that's a good response for you, you know. Yeah. That's a good kind of motivator. Yeah, like you just need to know what motivates you. Mm-hmm. Um I was, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, my mom has, like, three cures to everything. <laughs> Take a hot bath, mm-hmm. drink some tea, or, like, go for a run. <laughs> and, like, yeah. those are pretty much, you know, they apply to all situations. But, like, I always am like, no, mom, whatever. And then I'm, like, so basic because I'll do, like, one of those things and I'll be like, damn it. <laughs> Second swear on the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, but she's always right because um, everyone... Moms are always right. Yeah, moms are generally always right. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, just taking some time to do something for yourself that you know works for you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, going for a run or just, like... And something that's completely unrelated to... Mm -hmm. Yeah, clearing your head. Yeah, because I, at one point, was, like, pausing doing job applications and switching to toolkit stuff. Yeah. And then I was like, no, (laughs) that's not how this works. Right, like, (laughs) I need to take a break. Like, you need to just let yourself live a little bit. Yeah, you need to not. Yeah. 
one thing that like always motivates me is just like checklists and like giving myself simple wins just like okay mm-hmm. maybe i didn't get a job today but i did do all my dishes yeah <laughs> so there's that checking yeah. things off feels good mhm yeah and it's i mean again like all this stuff is pretty basic but it's just hard to remind yourself to do it mhm you know yeah one of my friends um she has like a bullet journal mhm have you seen those yeah yeah they're really cool I don't have good enough handwriting to do that. But she has, like, everything in this journal. And she's, like, it keeps me focused. And it keeps me, like, in charge of everything in my life. And I think that sometimes you get burnt out when you don't feel like you have any control over what's happening to you. Yeah. You have all this museum love to give. <laughs> no I know. we'll take it. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, and then it's to the point where I'm, like, now a little bit getting disillusioned by the museum world and then I'm like no that's not what I want to happen right like ah it's so difficult but it's yeah when it's out of your control you're just like why is it I I can't even put it into words it's just it's stressful it's hard to fix things that you can't control yeah um but yeah I I just think that it's an important thing to talk about because being around such, like, motivated, awesome people, um, in, like, our friendship, and then sometimes being around people who aren't as, like, motivated and are, like, more permanently burnt out, you know, Mm -hmm. like, that's discouraging as well, because it's, like, I either am around people who it seems like they are just, like, ceaselessly amazing, um, which is what I think about all of our friends. Yeah, me too. Um, and pretty much all my friends in general, it's easy to be like, oh my god, everyone is, like, so together and just, like, mm-hmm. killing it, doing their thing. Yep. And then, like, sometimes when you're around people who aren't like that, you're like, oh my god, am I that person who's just, like, yes. always negative and, like, yes. can't get it together. And it's so, it's like, I don't want to tell my awesome friends that, like, I'm struggling with this, but I also don't want to tell, like, these negative people that I, like, sometimes interact with that, like, I'm feeling this way because then I'm one of them, you know? It's so yeah. hard. So, like... I don't know. I, I think the key to all of this is just, like, being really honest about it. And being mm-hmm. honest about it in professions where, like, being, like, the most self-sacrificing is, like, rewarded. You know? Yeah. Because they're they're public service, mm-hmm. in, in a way. Yeah, you're always kind of expected to go above and beyond because that's just the need. Yeah. All of these things are things that appeal to me about our fields, mm-hmm. but they're also things that make it really difficult. So yeah. it's hard. It's a hard line to walk, you know? Yeah. <sighs> so much is happening. I know. It feels better <laughs> just, like, talking about it. It though. does. I, like, when you brought this topic up today, mm-hmm. I was just like, what a perfect day. <laughs> because I just woke up and I was like, no, I can't. I can't look for any jobs right now. I can't do anything. I just, like, Mm -hmm. watched Netflix all day and, like, read and, yeah, just major self-care day because of burnout. Yeah, and, and, like, I was on spring break last week, um, and I was still doing homework. I was on spring break from school. I was still at work. But yesterday, you know, like, the last day of my school spring break when I should have been studying and doing stuff, I was like, you know what? No. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to brunch. 
I'm gonna watch six straight episodes of <laughs> Big Little Lies with my friends and just not think about this. What a great day. I mean, you were there. It was great. I was there for most of it, yeah. Yeah. So I think we've kind of already led into... Yeah, what's what's on your mind, Catherine? I'm going to be really honest about what's on my mind right now. Okay. Soccer. Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, MLS started back up, as you know, since you live with me. Um, and this weekend was the international break. And the United States played Honduras. And they won 6-0. to zero. And Clint Dempsey scored three goals. Which yeah, is very Clint important Dempsey. in my life. Ugh. That guy. Yep. True American hero. <laughs> Poor Courtney has to listen to me talk at her about Clint Dempsey all the time. And I still really like your description of him, where he looks like he has murdered at least two people. In the last hour. Yes. <laughs> no, but he was so happy on Friday night. He's, like, <laughs> smiling. Oh, my God. It was adorable. I was so happy. Um. Anyway, you guys should Google his goals because they were amazing, and uh, that's probably the only thing I'm going to put in the show notes. So <laughs> you won't even have to Google it. Um. But that's what I've been thinking about, and they play tomorrow night. So who do they play? Um. Panama. Panama. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be intense. It's at nine o'clock at night, and I'm still gonna watch it, even though I have yeah. too much to do, and I'm Ugh. super tired. <laughs> Gotta give yourself a break, girl. Exactly. Gotta see Clint Dempsey score three more goals, knock on wood. <laughs> okay, Courtney. Before this becomes a Clint Dempsey podcast, <laughs> what's on your mind? Um, I have two things on my mind. Sweet. So the first is the planetarium, because I went yesterday with my friend from grad school, and she had never been before, which I could not believe. I mean, I... I feel like the planetarium is one of the more overlooked museums. Yeah, I haven't been there since I was seven. (laughs) It's so good. Um, We went to a couple of the the sky shows, Mm -hmm. which are really fun, Mm -hmm. and learned that not that many people know about Star Lab, which hurts my heart. I can't even believe that this is a real thing, but okay. Yeah, for those of you who don't know. Which is everyone but you. No. Um, Star Lab is when they bring this kind of inflatable dome to your school and you, like, crawl in (laughs) through a tunnel. This sounds so real. (laughs) And they project, like, constellations on the dome of the thing. (laughs) And you just talk about, like, the Big Dipper. That's kind of amazing. It's so cool. Um... But yeah, just learned that um, two of the four of us living here have never heard of it. Wait, who's Allie, heard of it? Allie has. I don't believe either of you. <laughs> okay. She has. And yeah, I just, today I found out that Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson mm-hmm. is on Netflix, so I watched a couple episodes of that because I was just like, Ugh, I need more space in my life. Yeah, man, space is crazy. Oh, space is too big. It's too big. I I freaked out a little bit during one of the Sky shows because they were like, there are hundreds of thousands of galaxies with billions and billions and billions of stars and planets in each one. And I was just like, ah! Dude, when they discovered those, like, seven new planets, I was like, what? 
no. space. <laughs> yeah. That's my reaction to everything that happens in space. <laughs> yeah. Um, that reminds me of Jenny Slate's Drunk History episode where she talks about freaking out every time NASA posts on oh Instagram. <laughs> I follow a bunch of astronauts on Twitter, and it's amazing. Like, people who are in the space station. Oh, my God. You need to do that. They'll, like... I definitely do. Show pictures. They're like, hey, Atlanta. Just, Ugh. like, above Atlanta. It's crazy. Freaks me out. What's the second thing on your mind? The second thing on my mind is this artist. Um, he's... I think he's Icelandic, and now lives in Germany. His name's Olafur Eliasson. Is this the one from the last episode? No, no, okay, no. Right. That's uh, Ragnar Kjartansson. Right, Ragnar. Okay. <laughs> Very different names. Um, but they're both Icelandic, so yes. I understand why Sorry. you would have gotten Sorry, confused. Iceland. <laughs> um, he does a lot of art installations that have to do with, like, weather and natural phenomena. Mm-hmm. And he, I showed you the installation that he did at Versailles where it's a waterfall, Yeah. but it's, it looks like the way it's, it's set up. It just looks like the water's coming out of the sky. It's so crazy. It's amazing. Okay. I'll put Um, that in the show notes too. (laughs) But he has this project called Little Sun and there are these tiny like sun shaped solar lamps that you can wear around your neck. And so you charge them during the day, and then you can use them at night. That's so cool. Um, but they, like, sell them um, to communities that don't have access to reliable energy. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's just, like, a really cool project. And I don't know. I just think he's a really cool artist. He is very much about, like, how art makes you feel. And, like, that's the important part. If, you know, if you don't feel good when you look at it, then it's... I don't know that he says it's not good art if you don't feel good when you're looking at it, but that's his goal, mm-hmm. is to make people feel good. Like um, yeah, so he's got a bunch of really cool installations. That's amazing. Okay. Also, I just want to, like, mention before we wrap up here that, like, both of us are, like, smiling at each other. Like, I feel way more calm than I yeah. have yeah. for a while. And just, mm-hmm. like, I feel like this was a good exercise in just being less burnt out. Good conversation. Yeah. Uh, good idea. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine. Of course. And, like, you know, get a microphone. Talk to your friends about how stressed you are. <laughs> and put it on the internet and so we can it hear it. put it on the internet. Yeah, no, for real. It's it's good to just, like, talk about it. I'm, I'm really glad we did this. Yeah, me too. All day, I was just like, I'm so excited to just talk about how tired I am. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a great excuse. It really is. (laughs) So, um, before we wrap up, we just want to say that our theme music was composed by the wonderful Gabrielle Perret. Hey, Gabrielle. Thank you, Gabrielle. Come back to Chicago. Um, You can find all of our future episodes on iTunes, where we're Loud Girls in Quiet Rooms, and we'd love it if you subscribed and rated and reviewed. You can also find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash lgqrpod. Follow us at lgqrpod on Twitter and email us at lgqrpod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or if you'd like to be a guest. That's it for today. I'm Courtney. And I'm Catherine. Thanks so much for listening.